How are we doing, guys? Welcome to Fit Food Radio. This is episode 169, and it's me. Back once again, it's Matt Whitmore and Keris Marsden. We've missed you. Have you really, though? Yeah. It's much easier doing podcasts with you than without you. Oh, bless. For sure. Bless your cottons. (laughs) Why is that? Hopefully, yeah. The listeners don't mind, but we have some good guests on. Yeah, the feedback's been phenomenal. Thank you very much, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were being sarcastic then. (laughs) No, no, not at all. No, no, of course. It's always amazing to get get good feedback, even if it's not about me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it must feel quite good knowing that you can have a little sabbatical if you want to. I know. I was getting quite (laughs) used to it. And the show can go on. I think you should do some, I think you should do a solo one as I did one. Oh, God. Why not? Why? I don't know. I'd just be. Going off on tangents left, right, and centre. <laughs> this is true. Never, never getting a point across. That podcast then still be like it's three hours long. <laughs> three hours deep. I would have started twenty points, finished none of them. Forgot what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, just coming back to. Yeah, where was I? Oh, uh, never mind. Let's move on to something else. Um, but someone else said about that they like the the length of the episode being longer as well, which is interesting. It's tough though, isn't it? You kind of never the, know if people are wanting shorter. Yeah. Snappier stuff like yeah. they do on social media now. You, you, the reality is, though, you're never going to please everyone, are you? No. Because, like, we have put the feelers out in the past and been like, you know, you know, what do you prefer, longer, shorter, this, that, and the other? And some people are like, I really love the long ones, or oh, I'd love some short ones. I would prefer the more conversational, I would prefer the geekier ones. And you're like, ah. so yeah, we figured. Yeah. A nice mix is good. Yeah. I do worry. I keep coming across more and more people with podcastitis, you know, where they're kind of listening to more and more information and getting more overwhelmed, especially like the health kind mm. of side of things. So I think it is nice to throw yeah. in, even though we, we did a few educational ones, I think it's good to have some some chatty ones. I only listen to chatty podcasts, but then yeah. I kind of... I much prefer it. I do, I do like it when it is, um, you know, like a bit of a mix. And I'm talking about, I like recording podcasts when it's a nice mix of... Bit of, bit of your geekiness, oh, bit see, of yeah, chat, yeah. bit of banter, but also the ones that I listen to. You know, yeah. like I've, I've been listening to like uh, investing podcasts and it's not like it's just constant talking about shares and stocks and buy this, don't buy that. You know, there's a lot of banter and conversation thrown in in between about, you know, what the guys have been up to and this, that, you know, it's just a nice mix, I think. I think you like. I think we had a review the other day, which was lovely. We were saying like, I feel like I'm there in the conversation yeah, with yeah. you guys, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like, I, I love the idea of making someone feel that way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think whatever you're listening to, you need to come away feeling kind of empowered by. Yeah. Like you just said, like you've had a bit of social time. I think it's a really good feeling. You know, if you listen to a podcast and feel like you've been in, involved and had a laugh yeah. and stuff and laughed out loud, or you feel like you've been empowered with a bit of knowledge, practical knowledge. But I think there is a danger. There's a lot that you can listen to where you just end up feeling really bad. Mm. You know, like you're doing something wrong that you're... I just see a lot of people kind of go, oh, I listen to this podcast about, you know, carbs being really bad. And so I've switched to a low-carb diet. And then listen to another podcast that said, I need carbs in my gut. And now, now I'm worried that I've killed them all off on a ketogenic diet. You know, just... Yeah, know. yeah. This is kind of the... I suppose it's more of the client base I work with who are really you know interested in this this area so they may be listening to all these different health podcasts but they all contradict one another you know and i think that that can be a little bit of a problem so i always then say what you need is just a fun chatty podcast just listen to a comedy podcast or something like that yeah what are we doing today then what are we chatting about today well the, the 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 buzzword was going to be resilience wasn't it yes 
was because you've just come off the back of a 24 hour fitness event your first I have and the outcome of this has been that you've discovered you've got this potential and <laughs> basically now decided you're going to do an Ironman competition what other crazy <laughs> stuff can I do <laughs> You can imagine just how much I've face palmed at that. If anyone listening, just having seen how many events we've gone through with you in the past, we've had the marathon, we've had the boxing match, (laughs) neither of which have ended very well. (laughs) Both with injury, injured my knee at the marathon, dislocated my shoulder doing the boxing. What could possibly go wrong in a twenty-four hour challenge that involves running? or walking two miles every hour on the hour for 24 hours with as many cleans barbell cleans thrown in in between as possible do you know what's really good about this event though is that in the middle of all this you organizing this and deciding you're going to do this 24 hour challenge well i didn't organize it no you didn't organize it, but you got recruited and got involved with it and strong humors club were kind of supplying all the t-shirts and things is you started to tell me about it but it was just as I was prepping to have my wisdom teeth removed which is probably one of the most kind of intimidating things I've had done in a long time because I was having to do it under local anaesthetic so as you were talking about it I wasn't really listening (laughs) sorry to say So, that's a surprise. Otherwise. Because that's, that's not normally the case at all. <laughs> so I was on another planet just kind of getting ready for all that when you were like, this is going to happen. Because it's quite late when you got involved, wasn't it, in the end? Not late, uh, but it's no, not like an no, marathon it where it's a year no, before. It wasn't. No, it wasn't late. No, no, I mean... It's not I don't like... know what you're talking about. <laughs> I told you ages ago. <laughs> well, I definitely didn't listen the first three times. <laughs> it started when you went thinking of doing this challenge. That's when I just went switch off anyway yeah but then I think in the build-up to it whereas normally with the marathon in your fight I was kind of like you know like talking to you about your training and you know you had a niggle here and there and I was kind of almost like getting worried for you and then Mm. helping with the supplements helping you prep all your nutrition making your stuff like food wise to take with you and with this one, I, I just on a, I think I was just on another planet and I wasn't yeah. really engaging with what you were going to do and I wasn't getting involved with any, you know, you did all your own kind of prep for the event and then the day before I had a mad panic and made you a massive banana bread. You <laughs> did, yeah. like, oh, I haven't really helped you in any way. A 10 kilo loaf of banana bread. <laughs> but, in, but what I was going to say was it, it, I think it was almost better for me you know, to let you go and do it and, mm. and then not to kind of worry for you and to get involved and to let you figure all... Because if you're going to enter these events, it's really important that you kind of do it on your terms. And you, sure. If you are going to injure, you accept responsibility for that. But then it wasn't until I was there with you. We didn't know whether I was going to come along because I didn't know how I'd be because it was about four no. days after my op. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to want to stand in a gym and really feel like that with a big kind of hamster cheek face, you know. Like. And also, I suppose, like, there's that, that element of, like, FOMO, right? What do you, no, no, I would not have FOMO about that at all. Oh, really? No way. You said on a couple of occasions. Only the running, like, not the power oh, right. <laughs> Only the running. But I think then I got there and then realised how intensive it was. And then yeah. I was like, wow, I think it was a good job I wasn't listening. Yeah, it uh, probably was, to be fair. Because now I'm like, how on earth are you going to do this through the night? And the risk of injury would be quite high doing something like... So basically you had to do power cleans at body weight, which was 100 kilos for you for five well, points. So, yeah, so, yeah, so it was a point system. So it was a 24-hour event, kicked off with a two-mile run or walk. But at the beginning, everyone was running. And for every completed two miles, you got one point. 
Then in between the two miles, you had to do barbell cleans. If you did your body weight, 100% of your body weight, you got five points. If you did 50% of your body weight, sorry, so you got five points for every rep completed. If you did 50% of your body weight, you got one point for every rep completed. So, you know, like the, the idea was you would accumulate as many points as you can over the 24 hour period and then they'd be tallied up and then you'd be crowned the grit, king, grit, king, king or queen grit check, of, challenge. Of, of grit check. Yeah, rock yeah. star, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, ninja, superstar. And it was all for charity. Oh. But what was quite exciting for you guys was the more money you all raised as a team, the more it was being matched by what the person who organised it, his kind of financial... Yeah, so his company, is a financial uh, St. St. James's Place Wealth Management, were doing a donation match. So everything we raised as a collective, bosh, they, they were, were going to match it. So... Which is awesome because it now means, I mean, at this very moment of recording this podcast, it means that we've raised just over £16,000. Wow, So obviously that's, that's 32 grand. Wow. And I've never raised that much money. I've been part of raising that much money yeah, yeah, yeah. for charity ever. And it just feels, it feels great. It feels, it really, really does. So big up yourselves. Anyone who's donated means the absolute world. Oh, well done. And there's still time. So if you could spare anything, and I just want to say as well, right, and this is really, really important because I genuinely believe when you're giving, and then this is certainly where my head's at, like no one's, no one's judging at all. Like I was happy for absolutely any donation, whether it was £5, £50, £2, it doesn't matter. Like a donation is a donation, right? Yeah. But it, it almost broke my heart a little bit when people were like, writing almost like oh, I'm so sorry that it's like, it's not more you know and I'm like no please don't apologize please don't apologize because that's not what this is about no, at no. All, I think you know? even if you give like a, a pound to people yeah. you know when you think about the amount of times you're asked to donate for yeah. different causes and plus you know we're all doing often bits and bobs on our own as well like you might be donating in the street or buying the big issue yeah. or there's all sorts of ways that you're donating I just and think- also we, we all tend to know a lot of people that are raising money for something at some point yeah so if you're kind of like Left, right, and centre, giving out twenties, thirties, and whatnot. It adds up. Yeah, it can become very, very. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with you. Know when you donate online and it lists out how much everyone's done, that can make you feel bad if you can't yeah, but, donate. But a lot you of can money. choose not to show. Yeah, that. I know you can. I know you can. But then, you know? the, yeah, I know it's just. I'm not sure that works. Do you know, what I mean, I think it should just be almost like makes people feel feel feel, feel obligated. Uh, yeah, maybe. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But anyway, but we thought today we would discuss resilience, didn't mm. we? Because it was kind of a theme for that week for both you and I in some ways. <laughs> like, mine wasn't a 24-hour event, it was only four hours, but it was the most horrific thing that I've ever had done, which was basically having my wisdom teeth out. <laughs> well, anyone who had their wisdom teeth out could probably relate, I'm sure. <laughs> under, under local, <laughs> so I was awake for it. That's the one thing that, if I'd have been general on sedation, I think... Definitely manageable. Luckily, my my gob's big enough, and my wisdom teeth could uh, through slot in. Fine, <laughs> <laughs> that was enough room. But we both chatted a lot that week about getting through kind of just really challenging situations, didn't mm. we? And thought we would share kind of some of the things that just really helped us, because I think that. It's so funny in those situations how your mind starts to almost play tricks on you a little bit. Like mm. when you rock up, <laughs> this is a bit bizarre, but you must have had the fear of injury in the back of your head the whole time and knowing that like one dodgy clean and you could be not only out of the event, but out of training, out of, you yeah, know, not, yeah, not sure. kind of, you know, it's part of what you do. 
But when you go to have your wisdom teeth out, you have to sign all these forms to say, you know, if they hit a nerve and you lose feeling in your tongue or yeah. the, the side of your face, like, you know, no longer, you know, becomes numb and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. You're kind of signing yeah. this thing going, well, I, I hadn't yeah. even thought about all these things, but now they're all in my head. <laughs> like, I can't unthink this now that this is a potential risk. And they've got to do it, of course. Of them, but, yeah. but then it's almost like, how do you control your brain from going to that place to kind of where your fears are and and kind of staying you know logical in that situation and I think although they're kind of very different situations there's definitely elements of uh, almost like parallels wouldn't you say and I Mm. think but I think even just on an everyday level it becomes really useful to see yourself how you play out something that's like really challenging to you. So, you know, for you, it was to keep going for 24 hours with this greater sense of purpose. You know, Mm. if I do this and I get these points and it's going to be a challenge to me. And like mine was like, obviously just get to the end of this operation. But some of the things that you're having done, I'm just like, this is probably my worst fear come true when, when, when they get out some of the tools and, and stuff and, and they come in for your mouth and you're just like, this is the most horrific thing. So how do I almost like go next level meditation and and kind of push through the pain yeah. and the, the every bit of your body kind of saying, do this, do this, do this. Like my kind of fear was like even fainting maybe because then I'll be like, for frick's sake, I've got to start all over again, you know, in terms of the whole thing as in... You know, like so, fainting whilst they're working. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are quite like, can be quite prone to that, can't you, in terms no, of No, like, never, until the last year. Yeah. And then it's That's kind what, of... Yeah, but I mean like with like lower blood pressure. It's slow blood pressure, yeah. So like... Whenever I'm kind of going for a medical procedure, and I, I might have mentioned this before, I now do like hundreds of push-ups outside because <laughs> they bring up my blood pressure really well. So I've done it for everything because it's always, it's a blood pressure dropping, which is part shock, but sometimes because I'm fasting for the procedures, having a camera in your throat and stuff. And then sometimes, actually with the dentist, she was like, have a really, really good breakfast. I can't emphasize that enough. And it definitely helped. And yeah, we yeah. trained together, didn't we, that morning? We did a, oh, yeah, a 300 rep body weight challenge. So, and it definitely helped. 500 oh, 500 rep, yeah. Thank you. It definitely helped. One distract me because <laughs> I was yeah. so busy going, I'll actually welcome a chair after this. <laughs> and a bit of a lie down. Yeah, have a little nap. So you almost couldn't build up the fear in the day because I was quite distracted. And then secondly, I think just the... It really helped me from a kind of homeostatic perspective of like blood pressure. Mm. Um, but that is my kind of fear is almost like you have to... I could almost feel myself when she was taking a lot of blood because they do this thing called the dentist I went to does this platelet rich uh, plasma therapy where they draw your blood. And then when you finish having the tooth extracted, they put your blood in, they spin it and put it back in and it stops infection. And I'd read, I'd read about it and I was like, Oh, thank goodness I'm having this. It sounds really good. Oh, great. That's an extra grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, that, that was you. Tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when, um, when she was taking like vial after vial of blood, that's when I was like, oh, I can feel myself getting a little bit woozy now. And yeah, that's yeah. when I was like, and, and one thing I would say is really helped me. I don't know if, if you employed this in any way, was just focusing on my breath. Like on every single phase of, of when I could feel myself getting challenged and almost like my physio- physiology was out of my control. Mm. I was like, come back to your breath in for four out for four in for four out for six like breathing yeah and it just helps so much and i don't know whether you found the same thing when you're trying to do kind of running or like your power cleans whether you come back i come back to breath when i'm exercising quite a bit especially shoulder press i was definitely breathing well i know you would be but like i can feel when my breath goes all over the shop in a workout 
it can really affect my performance. So yeah. when I realize I'm doing it and I'm like, you're just mouth breathing here and like all over the place, like start to sink your breath with often this kind of like exhale on the exertion, isn't there? There's mm. different schools of thought on that, but how much stronger I become yeah, like yeah. physically and oh, definitely sure. mentally. But also, like breathe, you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but breathing's related to, you know, like intra-abdominal pressure and stuff like that. So yeah, certain yeah, exercise, yeah. like it's, it's even more important, you yeah. know, such as, you know, anything like a deadlift, front, heavy front squat, back squat, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just going back to what you were saying, like, because when you think about it, I mean, I haven't had my wisdom teeth out, I know, but... I was at the dentist a couple of weeks ago. And I'll be honest, I don't mind the dentist. You know, some people are like, oh, oh, oh Yeah, but mind. that's because you've hardly had anything done. So no one's embedded the fear in you. Well, listen, we, we don't need to have that No, no, but it's tr- it is true because all of mine comes from childhood. I've oh. had jewels in my mouth. I've had teeth out. Have you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You don't have, like, braces and all that kind of stuff, no, did you? No, no, I didn't, never had braces. But, you know, I've done. I've had, you know, drills and one. Yeah, it's not nice. No, But no. it doesn't make me think, oh, God, you know, I don't, don't, I know, don't want to it, go to a dentist. But, I know, I know, but I think it is a definite fear. It's definitely one of mine. Oh, like, yeah, of course. Like, there's always, when you've got a memory of something, of course it's yeah, going to be yeah. in the back of your mind. It's no different to me when I go for an MRI scan to being claustrophobic. And even though I knew I was claustrophobic before I had my first ever MRI scan, yeah, that's I didn't true. realise I was going to be... Panicky about panicky it. Panicky as, as I was, you know. And then, of course, every time I've now know when I've got to go back, it just fills me with dread and anxiety because yeah, yeah, yeah. now I know what's coming. Whereas before, yeah, that wasn't the case. So, but what I was going to say was, is like, there's a huge element of trust involved, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like definitely. when someone's, you know, like working on your, you know, your, your, your teeth in, in this way. And I just think, like, of course, you've got to contrast, you trust that person completely, but also you've, you've got to feel comfortable like with that person. I think you get vibes off people, don't you? Oh, you, God, You yeah, know what definitely. I mean? And, like, you know, you found that dentist that we went to and then it was actually she who recommended this dentist, you know, because a lot of people are like, why are you going all the way to Marlowe to, to have your wisdom teeth out? And it's like, well, no, no, like a dentist that I absolutely love. Recommended. You know, recommended and I've met them I had a consultation and I you know I love them as well and I just think it's so important isn't it in terms of like just just you know I'm not saying that she's necessarily the best dentist out there or she's better than any others that are closer by but she just happened to be introduced to you and you met her and you got and you got the good vibes. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean okay. So back to the topic of resilience. One of the things that because I, I said oh, to you, got off on the I know I said to you like, why don't we kind of compare how you how you kept your resilience in a really challenging situation? And we both said, I'm sure you're going to agree. I said it was the team of people with, with me on that that process mm. that that made such a difference. So right from the fact that. The dentist who referred me, we found, is a biological dentist. And what they do, it's not that they just sit there with, like, dangling crystals in your mouth and stuff. When you say holistic or biological, people are like, oh. Rubbing garlic around your ear. Yeah, yeah, none of that. They just basically (laughs) put the mouth back in the body. And so when you turn up for the appointment, you have to talk about your nutrition. You have to talk about stress because that makes you grind your teeth. So there's a lot more kind of thinking holistically about things that affect your dental health. Yeah. And, uh, and, And you don't get that often when you go. You do get the sugar talk that's about it you know mm. when you go to kind of most dentists and you have to feel like we've both did our health history and things like that didn't we but one thing that i 
I was always, I'm always nervous about when I go to the dentist is you're going to get a rollicking because as a kid, you mm. did get a rollicking, you know, you haven't brushed your teeth properly. You've eaten too many sweets and I didn't even eat that many, but I'd still get like elements of yeah. that. And I saw my brother get the same. And I think that that's really hard when you comes to health and it stops people going to get support from a nutritionist or a dentist or anything because they don't want to be judged negatively. Yeah. And the amazing thing about the dentist that we both saw is she doesn't judge you, but she just gently encourages you like, oh, I think you could do less of this. You could do more of this. You could definitely up your vitamin D, those types of things. Definitely get your calcium uptake in intake up. But there's a level of empathy there. Like she doesn't want to upset you. So even teeth cleaning, it's like, raise your hand if you have any sensitivity, you know, and it's really kind. And when she referred me to this other dentist for the wisdom teeth, she was exactly the same. So empathetic, so kind, so holistic, asking me a lot of questions about kind of health history. And one thing that I noticed about her when she finished, she only does one side of teeth and then she does the other. And it took nearly four hours because they were, they were impacted and there was... Um, there was an infection on one side so she was ages cleaning it is at the end of it I was exhausted I almost had wanted all of it done in one go but mm. after four hours I was like let me out of here now I'm done but she looked exhausted because you can see that there's a level of empathy there with her you know like yeah, course, so yeah. she's constantly making sure I'm okay it's high risk you can see there's obviously I mean how they do what they do I will never know because the oh, risks course, involved yeah. surgery surgeons of all you know anesthetists anything like that they're just next level to me like in terms of their ability but I think you came away saying the same thing about your charity event is like when you're I, I've got to say I'm, I'm loving the like the parallels yeah, but also it's just it's, it's such a random combo, isn't it? Is. it of like, it works. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we're, just, we're going with it. We're going with it. But what I was going to say was that the the people that you're surrounded with mm. and you're in a really challenging time make such a big difference to it. And and the dentist, it was her cousin that worked with her that, as well, and she was even just as lovely mm. and they were asking me loads of questions they were amazing at distracting me when they could see like even when they were drawing my blood they were like so what are the one said some really nice comments she went these are very toned arms what do you do and I said oh like kettlebells yoga really nice and then she was like ah okay tell me more about kettlebells you know I've seen this in hospital when they've been giving you a sedation and things yeah, like that like yeah. they quickly distract you and it's really clever but you just feel like you're in really good hands and Someone contacted me this week because they're about to go through a similar kind of procedure they're scared of. And I just said, look, like, they're just going to make you feel fine. Like, mm. like you can do it and, and you, you know, you'll get through it. You, you just never realise your capability until you're in that position. Yeah, yeah. But the people around you are going to make sure that you feel like you could do it. And that's exactly what you found as well mm. with your situation. So even whether it was you flagging or someone else flagging, when I was watching you guys, somebody always had somebody's back, you mm. know, so somebody always could see when, you know, you set out on your next two miler that, you know, you were like, Jesus, you know, the, the moments where everybody had their, yeah, their kind of it, vulnerable yeah. time when they were like, I'm not sure I could do this. Yeah. And it's interesting listening to the conversations because I think the more that I heard people say, because if you were never going to do the whole thing. And when I heard them saying things like, man, this is horrendous. I'm, I'm glad I'm only staying until this time and I'm not doing the whole mm. thing. And I think that negative, like, reinforcement almost yeah. must have been hard for the ones that were staying to hear that, you know. Because yeah. like it, I think you're almost convincing yourself about your potential there as well. Yeah. And you have to be really careful. If I'd have sat there going, I can't do this, I can't go through this process, yeah. I won't. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's like a lot of people said 
you know, like who I've spoke to since doing Grit Check, you know, because I've been back to Royal Docks, you know, I've done some classes and everyone's like, oh, you know, how was it? And they're like, oh, I never could have done it, never could have done it. And it's like, well, no, you probably could. Do you know what I mean? But it's just at the moment, it just doesn't appeal to you in a way yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to do such a thing for, for whatever reason. And that's cool. Like, you know, everyone's got everyone's got their own reasons. And and I suppose there, there is an element... Oh, though, so you mean people that hadn't done it were saying, I never could have done yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And, you know, I've always said, like, when, you know, prior to this, when I know people that have done, like, an Ironman and stuff, I almost, like, I could never do it, could never do it. Because in my head, I'm like, it just doesn't appeal to me in any shape or form. That's why I can't do it. I couldn't bear the thought of doing, you know, a two and a half mile swim and 112 mile bike ride followed by yeah, a full yeah. marathon. Like I can't even get my head around it. I'd be like, that'd be horrible. Do you know what I mean? But then when I tell people, when I, when I tell people that I've done a night, man, you know, cause you know, some of them, my clients, you know, some of them came down to see me and saw the event. Were like, I can't believe you did that. And it's like, isn't that interesting? Like you've done an Ironman, which is savage. Yeah. yeah. You know, and took like, you know, you know, only nine hours to do less, no, nine hours less than me. I think oh, it took about 15 hours. I think. Oh, because there's my naivety. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's, I mean, nine hours is, is bloody good. Uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's, that's a pretty rapid pace. Like, but do you see what I mean? It's almost like, oh, I can do an Ironman, but I couldn't imagine doing what you did. But and then, I, and I was the other way around. You know, to just give you like a high five here, like there was hardly any rest for you because you'd had decided to get as many points as possible. Mm. So whereas a lot of people gave up on cleans through the night and said, I'm not going to do the clean so I'll just do the walk and walk through the night. Yeah. You carried on. So I remember coming in in the morning and seeing you and, and like being like, you're getting about 10 minutes rest and then you're having to go again. I think there's only a couple of hours you decided not to clean so you could eat and that was it. And it was only so you could eat. I think you could have cleaned if you really wanted to. But then you were a bit like, I think I need some food and I won't have time to digest it and I don't want to clean and then Ralph off a burger in front of everybody. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But but interestingly, since coming away from Grit Check... I've actually started looking into Ironman, uh, Ironman and, you know, Jeez. like Ironman distance triathlons. And because, I don't know, like, I think you come away from these events and I think a lot of people can relate to this, whether it's like a, a charity fitness event that you've done, whether it's going through your wisdom teeth, taking out, being taken out. <laughs> You're trying and, to pull it back now. No, no, and, you know, and, you know, because, you know, for some people, it does take a lot of, resilience it does take a lot of energy in order to go to the dentist because some people are petrified in the same way now if i had to go for an mri tomorrow i would be shitting bricks yeah because i know what's what's coming and i know how it's going to feel no 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 it's it's so it's so sweet but i'm like i would swap lying down in a tube (laughs) any day like i that wouldn't like phase me at all do you know what i mean and they get i'm not joking i'd rather rather do a 24-hour fitness event again (laughs) than than have an mri really i can't but the thing is you wouldn't understand because you're not i do understand i'm just drawing i'm drawing parallels no but what i'm saying is is you can't understand in the same way that I can because you're not claustrophobic. No, 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 no. No, what I'm saying is I'm not, I'm just, I'm understanding in the sense of like my worst fear, your worst fear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. it's and, just. And, and everyone's got their own, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. But I suppose like with me, like, you know, I, I used to come away from an MRI and I used to feel really proud of myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. For getting well, you it should done do, yeah. because it's, to me, it was a huge deal. Yeah. And it, God, like, I, mean, I used to feel so sorry for like the doctor whoever was helping me because it would never be just go in get the job done come out like i'd press that panic button 
God knows how many times. Yeah, yeah. And one of them did get a bit impatient with me. Uh, but I was a bit like, look, this has to be at my pace, not yours, love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, like, I was like, build yourself up yeah, really, really slowly. Yeah. But it's interesting because when I met you guys on your challenge, I like, got up, it was so funny, I woke up, I was sitting in a hotel and I sat... Charm, I sat charming, sat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> absolute bliss. Because I'm... In a, in a, if I'd have been in a better state, I'd have stayed, tried to stay oh, no, for 24 hours, even just to support you. But I, I could, I got to like nine o'clock and I was like, I'm, I'm dribbling. But again, I was, and you would feel like, you know, as in like you start to feel rough because of the fact you've had some surgery. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to head now. But I sat bolt upright at half four and I was like, right, I can make it for the last few hours, you know, and just walk with you. I was like praying that you'd be walking because I didn't want to run. And I came out and managed to just walk out the hotel literally as you were walking past. Yeah, we were on just on the first lap of the two miles, weren't we? And you, and you all looked like like different people, I have to say, like really shattered. But the conversation that you were having at five o'clock in the morning was hilarious because it had literally gone down to one of the guys said something like, what's your worst fear in life that would end in sudden death? And I was no, like... Yeah, or yeah, yeah, with the, with the outcome being almost certain death. Certain death. And I was like, is this where your conversations have got to? I understand after 24 hours you'd run out of like... Oh, the conversations were epic. Small talk. I, I almost wish that like we all had like a little... Um, what's it called? Dictaphone. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Dictaphone. Just all had them with us. Everyone had them on their walks just to record the conversations because they just got more and more random and chaotic <laughs> like as the as the night went on. And I just, I keep looking back and I keep thinking of some of the conversations and I'm just like in hysterics. It's, it's, it's funny, you know, when you're walking along, you're laughing to yourself. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, yeah. like, proper laughing to yourself. You mean afterwards you were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and And you could just imagine, like, if anyone was, like, you know, like, the car's going past. What were, you, what were we actually talking about, it's like, through the night and stuff, walking? Oh, there was random stuff. And there was, like, there was no real kind of, like, natural connection between any of them. And I think one of the most random conversations was, I think it was about two or three o'clock in the morning. And... We'd gone from talking about how someone, one of the guy's friends had attempted to swallow half a sausage whole. What, a like, whole like, half a sausage. As a bet? I don't know. Why half? I don't know. That was my question. Why half? God, if you're going to go for it, go for a whole. You know what I mean? Unless it was like a big German sausage, maybe. Oh. <laughs> to where even half a German sausage is pretty substantial. You know what I mean? Half of it's in your stomach, half it's tickling your tonsils. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sausage being stuck in your throat. You're talking about German sausages tickling your tonsils. Oh, sorry. No, I meant like half of it's gone down into the stomach, and then oh. the other, the top oh. half's tickling your tonsils. Oh, I see. <laughs> like a snake. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we were talking about that, and he had to go to hospital. Oh my to, god! Uh, imagine explaining that in A and E. I know. Yeah. It's what not even happened? like it's not even like. What happened was <laughs> a slice of sausage in half. Yeah, but, you know, maybe we'll never find out why it was only half a sausage. <laughs> Makes it a bit funnier, though. You so, wonder if they get, if he gets given, like, a little bit of a bollocking by, you know, A&E. Because I would. Yeah, it's quite irresponsible, yeah, yeah. isn't it? So we went from this half a sausage story yeah. to catching the biggest fish in the world. Right. Who, to, who'd done that? To, to then, no no one. They watched something on TV. But, you know, it's a, you know, just what... People want to catch the biggest fish in the world, right? Oh, right, okay. And then that went on to exporting cocaine out of Guyana. 
by disguising it as sugar. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very, very random. Very random. But very funny. And at I have the time, say, very interested at the time. I have to say, when I joined you as well, one of the girls who I absolutely loved, I ended up kind of walking with you guys and she put you all to shame because in the end, I think most of you were just mumbling and she was full on, like, because I was obviously wide awake and I was walking quite fast. Well, I'll, I'll have to correct you there because she was actually one of the ones who, if you remember me telling you, who had forgotten where she lived. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. What I was going to say was you would not know she'd been up 24 hours cleaning and training in that, like, she was... She still has such a massive smile We had massive chats about, you know, like, training and as a woman, like, getting into exercise. We were talking about our journeys, going through body pump and putting a few more orange plates on the bar. Mm. We'd had a really similar journey and then she'd obviously gone into CrossFit. And confidence, even, she was talking about you guys helping her with her cleans and how... You know, she's like, there used to be a time when I could never take that, yeah, yeah. you know, from people. I'd go, oh, you stop criticising me. But how much of a difference that gym and CrossFit has made to her kind of form and technique. And you would just not know. Like, And she was almost like power walking with me to the point yeah. where when you wanted to do the last lap together, we kept being told off for kind of walking ahead. Walking too quick. But yeah, she was, she inspired me. I was like, wow. You know, you know? she was amazing. Uh, we, we actually did uh, quite a few of the two mile, uh, the two milers together. You know, and it was nice because we also, because I actually only knew about a third of the people that were there. The the rest, there was me meeting them for the first time, which was great in a way because it just meant like on the two mile walks, they had a lot to talk get about. Get to know people. Yeah, yeah like yeah, really get to know them, what they do, what they're about, what they enjoy, where they live, you know. And I was asking everyone what they were going to eat when they got home. Oh, was it? Everyone, almost everyone was like unanimous. It was going to be pizza or a takeaway. And I felt a bit bad for you because mm. you got home and I was like, please eat a vegetable. To be fair, <laughs> I, I had been a proper vegetable dodger for 24 hours. Probably you know, 48 in total. Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like, so in a way, there was a part of me that was like almost, I was trying to weigh it up because I I thought, well, I've hardly been deprived because I've eaten about 50 donuts in the last 24 hours, amongst other things. I know you need the glucose, but I would love you. It's interesting speaking to people because some were like, some of my friends who are cyclists and do ultras and stuff are like, you've got to have the Haribo, you've got to have the, you know... Uh, and I kind of get it, it's fast digesting and stuff. But I'm like, surely someone can do this with <laughs> on a little bit more. Not the actual event. Oh, yeah, not the actual event. Yeah, no, but I'm like, surely the, I don't know. But anyway. Anyway, like, go on. Part of me was like, I almost was craving a vegetable and yeah, almost yeah. knew that I needed some goodness inside me, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I, I still enjoyed my dinner, even though at first I was a bit like, hmm, shall I order a pizza or two? <laughs> or three. <laughs> But you recovered really fast, actually, and you didn't need to... You only had about two days off training, didn't you? Well, three days. Three days off training, and three then you didn't, training, you didn't yeah. really have to do Epsom salts baths, or uh, I was saying, no. have a bath, and you didn't. I was then... much... I, I, I was less sore than I was expecting to be. I had very little actual muscular soreness, which was interesting. My feet were killing me. That's what everyone says about these yeah. events though, oh, don't they? God. It's such a, if you think about it and though. The chafing was worse. pretty savage. It's mad. Like on these events, what often scuppers people is blisters. 
and your feet because right? it's right, just yeah. a constant pounding. Well, touch wood, I had no blisters or sores, yeah. no, no wounds or anything like that. It was just the soles of my feet. It was so sore. Oh, my God. It, but mine were when I got to the hotel and I only, 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 I'd done a few of them. I, I hadn't done every, but I'd done about six or seven miles with you and then I'd be walking around. I went to meet some friends and stuff. But I had that thing of, you know, when you'd been on your feet all day and you get mm. into bed and they're aching. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just thought of you guys thinking, But you were, but you, even wow. though, like, yeah, fair enough, you didn't do the whole 24 hours, but still you were on your feet all day from when we got up at like whatever time oh, to thanks. when you went to bed <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true but right? I did 30,000 steps which exactly. is like quite a lot but exactly. yeah but no you did but what was it 50,000 50,000 on the first day yeah. and then 35 on the, In the second morning. day which had been the last just nine the hours morning, of it essentially 85,000 steps madness isn't it wow but I just want to kind of like bring this back a little bit like bruh, 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 bruh. Because I don't want to just kind of like talk about the event, really. Because <laughs> tell uh, us about the donuts. <laughs> yeah, what you really need to know is <laughs> what flavour the best Krispy Kreme donut is um, for a hundred kilo clean. Yeah, no, um, like in terms of bringing this back to resilience, because I think what's interesting with this event or any fitness re- event for that matter, like yes, it involves resilience, but it's a different kind of resilience, right? Because at the end of the day, you chose to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You put yourself in that situation. I didn't have to do this charity event. No one has to do an Ironman. No one has to do a 24. No, but there are events that where people don't have a choice and need to pull some serious resilience out of the bag. No. Is that what you're saying? It's kind of what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let right. me get there. Oh, so. Like, my, my, but, but what I'm saying is, is like, it, it is different when it's something you've chosen to do. Got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Whereas I think resilience, like we can look at it in so many different ways. And being resilient doesn't just involve your physical capabilities. If anything, resilience, I would relate much more so to your mental resilience. You know, and that definitely links into the physical stuff for sure. But then what about having an element of resilience when life has dealt you a really shitty hand? Do you know what I mean? Like be it like a a loss of income when you've got like children to, 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 to feed, you know, family to look after or, you know, the, the loss of a loved one, you know, this is resilience of a different, but it's also, I think, resilience that quite requires you to be resourceful on your feet. And that's quite hard when you're in panic situation. And it's, uh, it's much longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I needed resilience for 24 hours. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this can go on for days, weeks, months, In fact, I think you would say for sure that you don't have any trouble doing something like that 24-hour event because it's it's so kind of adrenaline-based. Your whole chemistry changes for 24 hours. In in every event that you've ever signed up for charity-wise, the week before has been a shocker for you. Either like some kind of niggle appears injury-wise or in, in your fight you broke your hands or you weirdly like your mental health like you know doubt kicks in a little bit and with this one even you started to energy have energy flags and your your hip flexors got really tight and you were like oh my god i need to book a sports massage you didn't have time and then Mm. you were like i remember you said on on thursday friday before the event i am like the least prepared for this event ever you know I, i like mentally physically i'm just not in the in the game at all yet you pull it out of the bag for 24 hours and actually you won. And, and I think a lot of people looked at you for inspiration, but you always had a word or, you know, a slap on the back for somebody else to, to put, pick them up, pull them, motivate them. Like you just stayed so buoyant. And I think you find that easy, but was we run a business together when we're hit with these longer term challenges and, 
you know, the kind of transitions you see with everything from social media marketing, like that's when I see that really affect your, mm. your um, belief in yourself and, and your resilience is really challenged. And, you know, I think both of us will say we're very proud that we're still here yeah. because there's oh, been yeah. long periods of time that we've just gone, can't do this anymore. We're just not, not cut out for this. And I think what gets us through those is, is two things really. It's kind of like a, a belief in our purpose that that our intentions are very honest and and good and and like you know that, and that's needed out there especially in the health industry you know in fitness it's someone to actually tell the truth and give people the practical stuff the useful stuff make a difference i think mm. so that greater sense of purpose definitely pulls you and again if you were an individual with a family looking after the family would pull you and push you at the same time to yeah. to get through that and make you think of resources and 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 ways forward and i think a second thing is when you stop and go well what else could i do like i'm lost i don't know because it's mm. so ingrained it's like it's just part of my passion to do this yeah. it's what I look at you know it's what I do organically it's what I'm always thinking about it's what I want to write about it's what yeah. I'm always looking up online and and I think it's it's I think these are this is you know they often say in tribes that it's like the the gut and the heart are where we should, what we should really listen to and the head gets messy and and, and, and in all these situations be it long-term resilience short-term resilience the head does get messy and, mm. and you've got to kind of like go back to to, to what that kind of you know your inner you know, deep down inside, what's your gut feeling yeah. on all of this stuff? But you, I don't doubt, will be one of those annoying people that enter an Ironman and you'll be like, you know, you hear these big races in, I'm sure there's what an event in Australia where a farmer just rocked up, didn't he, in his, his boots yeah, one day. Like a famous story, isn't there? And it was for, an, was it for an ultra marathon? And he was so. like, I, I just, I, I do a lot of walking around the farm and jogging around the farm. So I thought I'd just have a go. And he, did he win it? I can't remember. I can't remember. In the, and, and you you could be like that because you've got a lifetime of fitness anyway, and it's a pretty cross training cross trained mm. element of fitness in that you strength train endurance stamina, but the way that your mental health just steps up immediately for something like fast and furious is 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 really impressive. Like, oh, thanks, Bye. I always think I'm with the right person. Should there be any kind of but, but this know. is the interesting thing, though, isn't it? Because like when we've spoken about this in the past in terms of like almost knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses. And, and, and I've often spoken about, like, for me, motivating myself to train, to push myself, comes quite easy to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I have days where I don't want to train. You know, yeah, I have days where a workout feels much, much harder than normal. And even when, even though I don't have a problem pushing myself, there are times when I'm almost questioning what the hell I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Because it just feels so grim. But for the best part, like doing that, pushing myself, being consistent just comes quite naturally to me. So therefore, like, you know, I know, but there's, I know there's a lot of people out there to where that's not the case. You know, for them to get free workouts in a week is, is, is tough for them yeah. you know on a motivational level and and you know they've you know they might have some different barriers and obstacles as to why that can't happen or it might just simply not really be their thing but then equally i know people that do struggle to exercise do struggle to have that uh, that consistency and structure yet are incredibly intelligent people you know and i've given this example before who run very very successful businesses that i couldn't even imagine doing what they do in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I think this is the difference. It's like, you it's know... kind like, of knowing yourself. But, yeah. but I think even on that level, what you find easy in terms of the training side, like one of the things you said about this challenge was 
because I was a bit like, you know, you could just rock up and do do it like on your terms, yeah. especially when you were kind of saying, oh, my hips feel a bit dodgy. I was like, just just get through it. You could you could skip the cleans quite a lot. You could just walk it. You know, there are ways. And you were like, there's no point yeah. if I don't feel like I've pushed myself on this challenge and met not not necessarily physically it would, def- would would be physical but mentally if i don't come yeah. away from this thinking like i didn't think i'd get to that and i couldn't achieve that and i push through and because for you it's self-development as well so i think mm. this is why the events and the challenges are important to you because you know you've got a great level of fitness but you want to keep seeing what your potential is and each time you go through that process Firstly, you learn a ton of stuff about yourself, but you come out the other side with kind of, I suppose, like a new, not really a new enthusiasm, but like a new level of confidence and, Mm. you know, kind of like, okay, uh, you know, that was amazing. Um, My capabilities, you know, I explored things that are my capabilities that I didn't know were there. Mm. And, And so now I know that actually in different situations, I can use elements of that. And it might be nothing to do with fitness the next time you have that resilience challenge, but you'll apply really similar principles to what you did when you were absolutely knackered at hour 23 and like it's how you it's how you link it right yeah yeah because because i I must admit like i i i did come away from the 24-hour event almost feeling i don't know like almost a little bit like superhuman yeah you know in terms of what i'd done and and, and for me that was what it was about like there was a big part of me that wanted me i mean it was called grit check for a reason and in my head it's like i really wanted to test my grit you know and and in a way it was like i was actually looking forward to the night time I was looking forward to the second half because I was like, this is when it's going to get interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the day, everyone's on a bit more of a high. Lots of people were coming in to support us. There was a great vibe. There was a buzz. And you, 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 you know, you, you absorb all of that energy. But as the, as the day went on, you know, unfortunately, a few people got injured and had to drop out. A few people dropped out because they were always only going to do the first half anyway. That was their that was their thing so as it was getting through the night it was it was dark it was quieter everyone's mood was coming down there was less people you know i was like this is where you've really got to show what you're made of because this is when like you know you you've got to find something from somewhere that you don't even think exists to, to to keep going and bearing in mind at that point just staying awake is tough yeah just doing the two miles every hour on the hour is tough you know, throwing in some cleans in between, you're like, great, another thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that I need to do. But in a way, not to sound like a lunatic, because I'm not that way inclined at all. Like, you know, I've always joked that I'm I'm kind of deep down quite a lazy person, <laughs> you know, when I want to be. But for me, it was like, this This is exciting for me now, because this is the unknown. And this is where I'm going to get to really show what I'm about yeah. and what I'm made of. And it was almost like, my thought process was, oh, I can't do another clean. My immediate thought was then, I'll do two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Because yeah, like, yeah. it's almost like every time I say stuff, I can't, I do more. You, you prove yourself wrong. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and it was like, boom. So I can. And I know yeah, I can yeah. deep down, but it's just almost, it's the can't isn't a literal can't. It's not like I'm literally on the floor. No, no, no. You know, like it's that your brain's trying to. Well, they say the brain's protective of us in, mm. in a lot of ways, like that. So we'll try to say, like, it's almost trying to conserve energy, try to stop you from risking injury yeah. and those types of things. And obviously, at that point, it's trying to shut you down so you can sleep. It's detected yeah. you've been awake far too long. But I think what's also quite interesting is like the way that I've sometimes, when I found myself, even just in workouts with you, where I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, like I find myself saying that I can't. 
And like you, I'll give myself like a really small milestone target. So in a workout, it can be like, I feel like I can't. So do you know what? One more rep is a bonus. And then the next thing you know, I've got another two, three, four reps. And the only kind of event that I could compare to what you did was I did a a 54 mile walk in 24 hours in the Scottish Highlands. Mm. And through the night was, all my team dropped out, so I was on my own. And I was doing really well. And and like all strangers came together and just walked together. So very similar to yours, you know, it like distracted each other. And I didn't think it was that hard. and, And I hadn't struggled with my feet or anything too much or blisters or anything. And I was pretty confident I'd be able to do it. And then in the night, the temperature dropped really cold. And you know what I'm like, I'm a bit rubbish at being cold anyway. And then the heavens opened and it was like thunderstorms and rain. Just as we started this kind of um, like advancing up this, this huge hill and it got really slippy. People started falling over and I saw some people get quite seriously injured and were hobbling and, and stuff. And my phone broke and my headlamp broke. And then I slipped and fell over and I could because I couldn't see. And it's like, it all just got too much for me. So like, I, I may have told this story before on the podcast, I just stopped and started crying. Oh, <laughs> it was a bit like, but the reason I cried actually was because when I stopped, my body started shaking and I was like, oh shit, I'm getting hypothermia. Yeah, and yeah. I've never seen this happen before. My body won't stop shaking. And and luckily someone who was a bit more advanced came past and was like, you're right. And I was like, I can't stop shaking and I can't, I can't change the battery in my light. Like I can't even stop my hands from shaking. And he was like, don't worry, your blood sugar's dropping, which I would, I hadn't really known. Mm. This was years ago. I didn't know anything about health then. And he kind of gave me a flapjack. He went, eat this really quickly. I'll fix your headlight. And he put it back on. He was like, just walk with me. Um, and I went, I want to drop out. And that was the other thing was uh, you couldn't really drop out in between stations. Right. There was no way to like right. some people did get helicoptered out the race because, out the walk because they were seriously injured. But at that point in time, there was no way I could stop. So he was like, you're going to have to walk to the next checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to go home now. And then I, he was like, look, you just get to the next checkpoint and then you could just pull out. So I walk with him and then gradually like the rain stops, you know, like the sun rose and I get to the next checkpoint. It's just getting to daylight. And that's where I'd said, all you got to do is get to that checkpoint and mm. you're done. You're finished. I think it was like mile 50, uh, which you'd be like, you could not drop out at mile 50. No, hell no. Uh, but my, hell no. <laughs> so my boyfriend at the time met me there and he had a big duvet and a kilo of dairy milk. I remember it vividly. And wow. he like wrapped me in the duvet and gave me the dairy milk. And I had the team at the, the running the event, give everyone like a bachelor's cup soup, the nicest soup I've ever had. I in my life and I was like oh my god this is heaven and then he was like you can't stop you're at mile 50 yeah. like you cannot stop now how could you you've just gone all through the night like do you, and then I was like oh god you're right yeah. so I didn't and I carried on but also other people in the camp were like yeah you've only got this far to go yeah, and sort yeah. of thing but it, it is that element of I think give yourself one more milestone and then it's so weird how your entire chemistry changes yeah. and goes oh you've got more no, you've yeah, got more. Yeah. No, you've got more. And then like you, you can actually work through the whole thing and, and go for hours afterwards. But there's definitely a part where your brain goes, no, I'm not liking this. You're going to you're gonna stop now. Yeah. And oh, I think of course. you're really lucky if it just ends up being more of a kind of mental fatigue and not a true injury. But having said that, I read um, Mike Samuels, who's a friend of ours, did a four miles. He did a hundred mile run this weekend, just yeah. gone. Yeah, and his was four miles every five mile. No, yeah, it was, it was something random, like 4.167 4. miles or something every hour on the hour. Yeah. But it was last man standing. So there was no 24 hours. It was t- until the last person is left. Just wow. And apparently the record currently stands at 81 hours. No. Yeah, that's over three days. See, that's got to be such a competitive element in you to just be like, last man standing. I mean, that's, 
But he said the same thing, like his feet literally were like no more at yeah. one point. And then he decided to just set out walking. Then he thought, it's so painful. I think it'd be easier to run and then started running. And then next thing you know, he went for, yeah. he did the full hundred miles, didn't he? Yeah. And it, it's, it's so strange how, and I would say a similar thing. People said to us like, um, someone had said to me, when you're coming down the hills, it's quite, it's quite heavy on your joints and you've got your walking boots on. And, and someone said to me, jog down the hills as random as that sounds yeah. it's so much easier on yeah, your body is, and then it? i was yeah. like i tried it i was like bloody hell and also because you're moving quicker so mentally it becomes easier and i know when i walked with you guys your last little bit i was like this must this pace must be killing you all like because you all started out running and now you're really struggling to walk you know so yeah. that alone must have been quite hard mentally as in the time it was taken to achieve yeah i must thing. admit like i because I, I mean, I ran, I can't remember how many of the two miles I ran, but I ran most of them for the first half of the the day. And then I think I did one more, didn't I? When That was when you were going to leave. And I was like, I'm going to do another run. Because my plan was always to walk through the night. Could you have run in the morning, do you think? Well, yeah, I could have done. I could have done. But I'll be honest with you, I was at that point then where I would have needed it to come from somebody else. If oh, someone else sense. ran. If someone really? else was like, right, let's run the last one. Oh, really? That's I think I would have been like, yeah, let's yeah. do it. But I think I could see that most people weren't up for... Actually, what everyone asked was that you all walked the last one together. Yeah. So you yeah. would have been a bit of a twerk. Like, well, that was actually... Twat, like going, I'm going to run the last one. Well, that was actually... <laughs> um, yeah, that was my idea to do the last two miles together. Right. I said it, oh, to, it? Okay, to Mark, yeah. the guy that organised it. We were, I can't remember what time we were in the morning. And I said, surely we're going to do the last two miles together yeah. as a team. And he was like, it's a really good idea. Oh, no. And I was quite surprised that... Because yeah, yeah. I just assumed, I guess. Because I thought, you know, you want to kind of finish together, don't you? You yeah, started. Yeah. It together you finish it together but but yeah like you know like but i was gonna say anyone who's in that situation give yourself a short term milestone and when you achieve it it's like your brain gets reassured that you're capable mm. of more i think and then yeah. you can go when this is a physical challenge a mental challenge like we've just talked about a life challenge uh, you know anything that's going on i think it's just we can be really I think our brains are really powerful, but I think we're also really mm. powerful in terms of harnessing our brains a little bit yeah. and actually pushing those boundaries. Well, they always say, don't they, your your mind gives up long before your body. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I honestly believe that the problems that most people face day to day that require the most resilience are of a psychological nature, you know, a mental nature, not of a physical, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense, like... But I also do not think as well, I think there's something to be said for when I've got clients that contact me where they might say, I've not been able to put the recommendations in place because this went wrong at work and I've had a family member diagnosed with a condition and it's all been mm. chaos. And, and I will always go back and say like, you know, go easy on yourself, less pressure, but think about adding like to yourself, like to build your resilience in these situations. What can you add in? So the, the problem with a challenging situation I think is all of us can sometimes try to escape fear with like comfort yeah and so when you think about your nutrition and your exercise it can just all go out the window because you can't face um I'm a bit different I'll always want to train when I'm faced with a challenge you're a bit similar but some people yeah. it goes out the window they can't face the pain of exercise and when it comes to food they can they want the comfort and they want mm. something but what these things don't really do is is you're kind of almost weakening your your foundation your physical foundation for it yeah and what i'll often say is what could you add in now that's going to give you resilience and think of every meal that you have as, as fueling you to get through this think of every workout as you know like a 
a little hit of endorphins to give you clarity to to think straight to be there for others to do mm. the things that are really important to you so think about you know essentially plugging yourself in with more stuff don't worry about the elimination of this that and the other that you know you probably might be overdoing a little bit but but like build yourself with those kind of daily choices and and like just see how you're also then able to kind of harness the, the mind a little bit more yeah. and and you know kind of get a bit more stability with your mental health through that through that really challenging time well i think like it's like you say like most people almost one of the biggest issues is how overwhelmed they feel yeah. in terms of because it's not just making changes to your nutrition and exercise routine is it it's making changes to your exercise and nutrition and exercise and nutrition routine on top of all the other things that are stressing you out worrying you that you feel anxious about. Yeah, Do you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you're you, you know, it's yeah, you know, you positive change is probably needed, but you know, you, you need to kind of bear in mind like you already feel overwhelmed. Yes. You know, so we don't want to add to that overwhelm. We need to find a way to where these changes actually do what they said, you know, what they said, we said they were going to do and have a positive impact yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the other stuff. And, and that sometimes I think is, is the hard thing. And but that's why I always think as well, we said, always keep it simple, you know, yeah, so yeah. really fast meal ideas, don't overthink it, just, you know, whole foods as quickly as prepped as possible, quick workouts, convenient workouts, you know, mm. exercise on part of your commute, walk, you know, whatever that requires so little less kind of, but, but you know, a lot build, of people, build up or f- and fat. we've said this time and time again, a lot of people, a lot of people don't buy into that because it's almost like, no, but it's too simple. Yeah, it's so like, it's not enough. I, I don't want anything overwhelming, but that's far too simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need yeah, something definitely. a little bit less overwhelming, yeah. but more overwhelming some, some, than that. <laughs> some complexity that convinces me it's effective. But isn't it weird? That's how we're wired. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I, and I must admit, like, I, I do want to put this out there because this isn't going to happen at all because... I've done a 24-hour event now, right? Like, I'm not going to get into that habit of like, oh, I must now do a 48-hour. Just see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. almost like I've, I've done something. It was amazing. You know, I've got memories for life. I truly have. But for me, like, I'm not just going to keep moving the goalposts. Like, yeah, I've, I'm toying with the idea of an Ironman, but more so because I'm like, I've come away from this 24-hour event. Like, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. I know what my body's capable of type thing. And But also but, with the Ironman, the appeal for you is you've always believed that the training plans for marathons and many of these kind of endurance events really overtrain people mm. to the point where they get injured yeah. and then they're not fit for the event itself. Yeah. And there's the, the kind of concept of training a bit low and then performing high. Yeah. So doing enough to get the kind of stimulus and adaptation. And I think you're not that you're not going to do any training for the Ironman, no, but I think you'll do significantly less than most swim for a people start. do. Oh God. I don't armbands are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Take Hamish, he'll probably overtake you. Just saying, I can actually swim. Just, just, just not very far. Imagine if we could do a, a relay one. <laughs> My body wants to sink. I know, or muscle sinks. But imagine Hamish do the swim, you bike, I run. That'd be amazing. Hamish do the swim. Yeah, doggy, or, doggy paddle. Can know. How far it is? <laughs> Still better than us two. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, to fetch a stick. Or you just dangle a little orange fetch a ball. Stick. 10 metres away. All you don't need is a little boat with an orange ball tied to the back and it just keeps yeah. going and he will just be like dopamine central. Mm. He'd smash it. But, but the, uh, the reason I wanted to, to use the exercise thing there is because I know that for a lot of people, exercise is a massive coping mechanism as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think like, we've always said that, you know, exercise is a coping mechanism for us, 100%. As much as we 
train because we enjoy it. For me, I've always said it, training is therapy for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then some days it's it's much more so than, than, than others. But I'm at a point now where I know where the line is to where it's in my on my terms. It's not something that I have to do. Do you see what I mean? To kind of continuously be trying to escape something. Because I think sometimes, you know, it's it's good to have an escape, but you've also got to be working in the background on what it is you're escaping and why you're always trying to escape it type thing. But what's interesting is I used to... We had a chat once, didn't we? We might have discussed Just this once, on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> about I said you were talking about entering an event. This is when I was a bit more compassmentist. And oh, it was the CrossFit Games. And you were very tempted, weren't oh, yeah. you? And you were like... Well, yeah. Not, well, I was, I was tempted to, to try and qualify to some degree. Which, honestly, if you put your mind to it, I don't doubt that you would you will go far if you wanted mm, to. Yeah, maybe. You will. At, at the moment, when you think about how little CrossFit training you do and how much you've progressed... I, th- I think I started CrossFit about five years too late. Well, anyway, and you were saying I'd like to almost be able to prove that you don't need to do as much training, same thing, and that, you know, with lots of emphasis on rest and recovery and good yeah. nutrition, you know, you could you could do really well. And, and you didn't have that high an expectation, like you said, because of your age, mm. but you wanted to show what you were capable of doing it sensibly and not yeah. this kind of like, you know, fast and furious approach. And we talked about it and I said, I really don't want you to because I'd just be worried about you getting injured yeah. and I'd be worried about you like competing and comparing yourself and getting frustrated and because we already have two businesses that we run and that's a lot of pressure and there's always a lot of that element already going on competition compare contrast Mm. you know and it has a very negative effect on your mental health and then I said it's also quite selfish because it does impact me slightly if and I'm not bothered about how long you spend training at all I'm not like that that doesn't bother me but the risk of you getting injured affects me because we run businesses together so I was a bit like I'm not sure I'm ready to take the two businesses on if you get seriously injured have to have an operation or off sick or anything like that I just don't know that I've got the the ability or the capacity to do that right now so we had this debate and then it turned into an argument didn't it Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it did turn into an argument because you were like, <laughs> you're stopping me from doing what I want to do, which I never want stopping to do. Stopping following my dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about 5am, we're walking Coming the dog. I'm CrossFit Games champion. <laughs> and I was like, I don't ever want to stop you doing what you want to do, but I'm like, can't you just choose something that's a bit to lower clear, risk? Though, yeah, I, was, I think I was, I was just getting caught up in the hype. Really. But let, let me finish. What I was about to say, when you mentioned an Iron Man, my first thought was a similar thing. But then I thought, actually, you know, I do think that these do benefit you across the board because you apply a lot of the the learning experiences mm. and the things that you, the skill set that you develop to other areas of your life. And you you do become more robust mentally in, with regards to business, with regards to looking after family, with regards to kind of um, interactions with people. Like I see changes in you as a result of you succeeding in these achievements. And if you, if you, if they don't go to plan, you know, and I still think you go away and you learn a lot from that process as well. And many of them have stayed with you in terms of your other events. So I have to let you, you know, kind of, kind of do that. And so when you've mentioned the Ironman, I've just thought, well, you just have to do it if you want to do it. Yeah. You know, and who knows? I, you know, I haven't I made can't a help decision. but think of the peaceful Sundays I'm going to have as you're out for about six hours cycling. cycling. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Well, I've already thought about it. I'm going to have like, you know, like the handlebars, you know, you on the, 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 when people like get into proper cycling, you've got the normal handlebars oh, yeah, and then no. you've got those other handlebars that they attach to the front. Yeah. So when they get low and hold on, and I was thinking, 
they'd actually be perfect to like put my donuts. Oh God. I was just about to say like, can we not have like so kilo, have, kilos uh, of Haribo strapped to the bike? The other handles we, you know, the, the proper handlebars be for my hands and the other bit would be bush. See, I'm going to, I'm going to scupper your plans because a friend of ours in America does ultras and he trained himself to do it on whole foods and eat whole foods on the races. So that's going to be my deal. If you're going to have this so pro-inflammatory to train for that long, your diet's going to be super anti-inflammatory and your mindset's going to be anti-inflammatory and you're going to be earthing and sea swimming. What was all this? I've just got to let you do it. Change your tune. <laughs> I'll be sneaking colostrum in your coffee when you don't know. Like, oh no! We'll if you put that in. First. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, like I think it's really important to clarify that you know, like it's not about always going out there and pushing yourself physically, be it in a workout, a charity event, or anything like that. But I do genuinely believe that exercise and stepping out of your comfort zone from time to time. Like, you, you know, you learn things about yourself. And I think it does make you feel more confident. It does make you feel more capable. And it makes you just believe in your ability to do stuff. And I've always said, like, if you can start the week with a workout, you know, I think it just works wonders for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you can, start, yeah. yeah, just get off to that strong start. And, like, we do a live workout with our Fit365 members every Monday morning, 6.40, bosh, you know, and we just go at it. And there's always, you know... I'm always saying to you, just do you, you know, you know, if you want to stop halfway, you stop halfway. If you want to do less reps, less duration, whatever, focus on you. That's a big, big part of it. And, um, you know, taking ownership of a, of a workout, not necessarily feeling an obligation to do exactly what, um, you know, has been planned. But it's like, but just, just show up and try and do what you can and set the tone for the week. And like, that's on a very, very small scale. That might be only for like a 30, 40, 60 minute workout however many times a week but for me like this was a big part of the 24 hour grit check check it was like i want to show what i'm made of right here and and i feel that i truly did that and i won't lie like i've come away from it and i had my 24 hours of like fatigue but then after that i was like bloody hell like i'm i'm really really like proud of myself for what i just achieved now i need to apply it the mentality that I've just had in the last 24 hours to other aspects of my life and and what I do. And um, would I be right in saying that I've been pretty, like, I've been very, very motivated, very, very positive? In fact, even when something negative has happened, it's quite interesting because... I asked you about something the other day and I said, how's this going? You went, honestly, it's going shit, but I'm not going to let derail me. And you never... (laughs) (laughs) What are you laughing at? Your voice went a bit funk. Derail. Yeah, but like there were times when I would ask you and, and you'd be kind of really down in the dumps about that and it'd be like you didn't you wouldn't do any work that afternoon because it had affected you so much you know it's almost having a, a reinforcing effect on the negative yeah. situation because you were just like what's the point you know and so it was really nice to see you go yep yeah, but you know different head on my shoulders and and that's why i think i've realized that you need to go undergo some of these physical challenges but, but, but to me, do that but me saying when i said to you like because i said to you didn't i so, so it's going pretty shit to be honest <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then but in was, a very upbeat manner yeah but, uh, yeah, but it was it yeah, wasn't yeah. like the tone didn't match what i was saying no, no. but then you were like oh don't say that i said no, no i'm not saying a negative way i'm just identifying the situation for what it is yeah but the good news is i don't feel put off Defeated by it, by it. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna make that better yeah do you know what i mean and and, and i think like 
I'm sure that'll change. I won't always be this positive. And I said that to you the other day. Like there will be there will be days where I will feel a little bit defeated. I will feel a bit low. But right now I'm riding the high, and I keep reminding myself of what I'm capable of. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, even though it was a different situation, it was a different circumstance. It was a very acute situation in a way because it was this 24 hour period that I kind of knew what was coming. Really, but, you know, even though I didn't yeah, but know. I think, well, one thing I would say just quickly as well is watching you. I haven't been able to do anything like that. When you mentioned FOMO, I haven't been able to do anything like that for a long time with my health issues. But watching you kind of find your identity in that situation was really inspiring. And I kind of thought like, I'd almost written myself off as a little bit like, you know, more life at a tramp's fest right now. But like, I've taken a piece of that and kind of invested it in every single, when I got back into exercise, I waited like a week and a half because it just, my jaw was like, no, 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 you're not doing anything. It just felt jarring. But I've almost taken a piece of that energy and put it into every single workout mm. and just been so grateful to be able to train again. So even that, that kind of break from training, and I, I missed it. And I was like, oh, I'm so grateful to be able to train again that I want to push myself a little bit more and try this and try that. Not overtraining in any sense of it, but do the exercises I'm not very good at. You know, yeah, yeah. go do, stop skiving on split squats, which is like, <laughs> almost like I can see you. I can hear you. I went to the gym on my own one day and I was like, I can hear Matt going, get lower, you're cheating. You know, like almost kind of, go out of your not your it is out of your comfort zone because I was basically scrimping on the range so like go into feel the benefit of it the next day and feel the doms and be proud of yourself and know that you've kind of you know it's part of your self-care but it's also part of you you know just just becoming stronger essentially to to deal with well for me it'd be round two of the wisdom teeth where one thing I will claim is I did do a four-hour hip bridge it's pretty impressive (laughs) glute bridge (laughs) oh what do you mean Tensing your tush. You don't even know. No, I was like hips in the air. Because you don't even realise, like, you was fine this anyway, but I just clenched areas of my body. I didn't even, I think I clenched my ears. I didn't even know I could clench them. But But you do though. Every now and then I do a bit of a yoga nidra body scan. I'd be like, Jesus Christ. You know, because she'd be like, can you relax a little bit? And and then I think she meant my jaw, but I was like, oh, I literally, I'm like, hips are in the air now. But sometimes like, you don't even necessarily know you're tense. You don't, do you? Like, and, and I know, like, the only thing I can link that to is when I used to go for, like, a massage, like a sports massage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, they'd get to my calves. Oh, I was going to say, got my your God. calves. And then they'd, they'd be like, relax, relax. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, God, I'm literally tense in everything. everything yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. must be a nightmare. And then you're like, oh, right, okay, yeah. Like you have to almost be made aware of the fact that you're tense in every single muscle in your body. Yeah, yeah. It's quite bizarre, really. The nicest bit was actually I got given two rods to hold and it was when they gave me ozone therapy, which is they put ozone oxygen into your mouth and it's mm. an antibacterial thing. But whilst that's going in, you have to hold on to some metal rods something to do with it must be like I don't even know I haven't even looked it up but she was like squeeze the rods and I was like now this I can do (laughs) and it felt nice to squeeze something like and almost like I don't know I must have got a lot of energy like pent up that it was nice to then squeeze the rod and extend it then she was like can you give me the rod back (laughs) no let me keep hold of these rods these are good (laughs) (laughs) but yeah hopefully we've covered everything I think yeah. It was a nice chat. It was a nice chat. It was a nice chat. Like, but I just, I suppose, like, you know, I just want to make sure that life is always going to be, it's always going to have its really bloody hard times. And I think, like, we've just got to make sure that we've got a foundation in place within ourselves, but also the people around us 
to be able to deal with it and to have the resilience that we've been talking about. Um, you almost need acute and chronic or like short-term, long-term. Yeah, and it's true because yeah, yeah, there, yeah. there is that, you know, like, and it's like I said, you know, as don't get me wrong, like when I tell people about the 24-hour event, you know, a lot of them are like, wow, like how could you do that? But in my head, I'm like, yeah, but it was, it was just 24 hours. You know what I mean? Like that's, I'm not trying to downplay it because it was an amazing achievement for me and every single other person that did it, but it was only 24 hours. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so in a way it's like, you know, you know, it had a, had a finish line. Yes. Whereas a lot of the other things that require resilience, you know, the finish line could be tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Who knows? Do you know well, what I mean? Well, something that, that kind of occurred to me in the whole process where, where I know I've, I've really struggled recently, especially more with the kind of surgical stuff and invasive tests, is when I've been in there, I've thought there are people in this situation who have a hell of a lot more of this than I've ever yeah. had, who are a lot younger, maybe even children. And I, I just I just need to get through it and I can't. You know, it's almost like I, I just think of other people that, yeah. and then the people that are worse. And so it's, it's weird. I almost think of like sending them good energy yeah. helps distract me from the fact that it's pretty horrible. <laughs> do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? At the time, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm sending anyone that has to do this more than once, like all the love in the world. And that really helps me. And I think watching your charity event, what was really nice is when you were all together is seeing this group of people go through this kind of challenging, you know, this real intense 24 hour challenge but knowing that everything that you did raised money being matched by people you know a big um, corporation that could afford to match it and eventually would raise money to help a load of vulnerable people that that needed it so it was like a big circle of of care really i think and that that also helps with it with and they often say kind of volunteering when you're vulnerable volunteering mm. is medicinal to you oh could you because you almost need to come out of your own problems and and, yeah. and the kind of negativity of it and think about somebody else and it actually has a really positive effect and you'll probably learn something that will help you deal with your own problems but again like it's, it's that that's a it would give you a sense of purpose no doubt yeah you know yeah, what yeah, i mean same. and it always yeah. comes back to that and it's like that was the big thing for me like during the event was that you know when things were getting really really difficult i just kept thinking of the charity the money being raised and also like you know doing the people proud that had donated you know and trying to see myself as an inspiration to other people in any shape or form yeah and it was almost like that was the motivator that was my purpose and if i'm honest like it was you know i did a post about this uh, this morning you know like it, it was probably the greatest sense of purpose that i felt for a long long time and in a way like that upset me a little bit because i thought well why haven't i felt a sense of purpose in what i do like yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis and, to apply that yeah and whereas now like i've come away and i'm like no i've got a sense of purpose yeah, yeah. and I, I am on a mission and i've got goals and i want to achieve them and it's not always going to be easy it's but, you can get, but I, I know i've got i know i've got what it takes to overcome it yeah it's because you can get I've lost got, in the day-to-day -day and yeah. the admin and the complications and exactly. the bureaucracy and stuff of everything but, but i also know i've got the right people around me yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. you know i, I know that me and Hamish. I, I, can, I can do a lot on my own, <laughs> but I also know that I need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, but it's true. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. And, and I think that's the important thing. And I just want to leave you this quote, actually, because on the Sunday after the event, and I was on the sofa, I'd had a nap. I was eating me, eating me chicken, a, and rice. chicken and rice, <laughs> pretending it was a pizza. And, um, and I was watching a TV show, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it, called um, uh, The Godfather of Harlem. And there was just this particular scene and it just, this line just hit me. I was like, that is just perfect. And I thought, how mad is it that I've heard that the day after 
all, well, the day of the event finished actually, because obviously it finished at nine o'clock Sunday morning. This guy showed up and the woman was like, what are you doing here? And he says, because in order to do your best work, you need to surround yourself with the best people and you are the best people. Aww. And it just put a massive smile on my face because I was like, that was exactly it. Like we were all there together and we were all trying to do our best, you know, and, and everyone's best is different, right? But ultimately we're all trying to do our best. We was just egging each other on all on the same mission at the end of the day, which was to raise money for these causes and, and get the job done together. And like I say, you know, grind it out, test our grit. And I think... That's what we all need to do just going forward, as cheesy as it sounds. You know, surround yourself with the best people. But on the flip side, you know, make sure you're trying to be the best person that you can to other others as well. And for me, like, you know, if you can do that, I just think it's a good recipe for success. Yeah, it's amazing. In fact, I just want to add one more point here. Somebody emailed me saying that they want to go down to the gym with you. And he's a friend of ours, a mutual oh, yeah, friend. Yeah. He's like, I quite fancy training with Matt and trying that gym, Royal Docs CrossFit. And uh, Royal Docs uh, Fit, sorry. And, and I said, fitness, uh, fitness. <laughs> get it right. And, I, and he was like, but I'm intimidated. I just think I'll, uh, you know, I'm not sure I could com- compare type thing. And I was like, no, no, no. I said, Matt is the best person to train with because it's almost like you're on such another level. There's no point even trying to, to match you. But I said, Matt's also got this ability to inspire you grimace with you and like you know it's not like you make anything look easy you kind of all often turn around and go bloody hell like this is hard you know what i mean and then yeah, i said yeah, all else fails challenge him to a plank for a minute and, yeah, and you'll winner. smash him yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't plank for toffee guaranteed win yeah. <laughs> but no you are good you are good like that in that there is not an ounce of arrogance in you despite your capability oh babes thank you it's all right but yeah guys i hope you have enjoyed that bit of a long one today but I always say, if you come around, with, come away with a, just a, just something, one thing that has just triggered something in you. It's all good. You know, then you know to to spark a positive change. Happy days. Watch everyone start. That's a good return for getting. an hour and eighteen minutes of your getting time. PBs or doing an extra walk or anything. Absolutely, literally anything. It's not for us to decide. So you to decide. Uh, but if you've got any questions at all based on anything that we've spoken about today. You know where we is. Fitter Food on all social media platforms. Info at Fitter Food if you want to ping us an email and we'll get back to you ASAP. And if you've enjoyed the episode or any of our episodes, please leave us a review because it helps everyone to find us a little bit more and it's massively appreciated. Yeah. Like, it gives like, us like, resilience. It does. <laughs> to record another episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can do it. <laughs> but honestly, like, it is nice to know that people are listening. I, honestly, it makes a huge difference. It really does. Like, you know, the last review we got was an amazing one. We're like, oh, people are still listening. But honestly, it does mean the world. Um, right then, we shall see you in episode 170. Wowzers. Wow. Do you mean get to 200 before the end of the year? Well, I That's something. I, I, I'm if I can do a 24-hour fitness event, <laughs> I can record 31 podcasts. We'll require you to get your diary a bit more organised. Yeah. Maybe do short ones. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, guys, big love, stay epic, and we'll see you very soon. Ta-ra! Laters.